preps to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yadd. Welcome in to Reaction Monday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Glad to be with you here on what has been a rough <laughs> a rough day for some of us. And I've only been out of the house for like an hour. <laughs> Hop out of the car and jumped into a river on accident. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Well, you know, if... <laughs> I want to call Chaz. He may have to make another Facebook post after this one. <laughs> Just, the, the hey, Miss- his feet ain't wet. You know, the Columbia River that uh, we did not know we had is now running <laughs> along West 7th and then down whatever street this. What street is this? JP knows. What, I don't know what, street, what street is this? Is. Garden? No. Walker? Walker, is that yeah. right? Yeah, Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it runs it runs along the the curve Today there. Today it's called then, water. Yeah, it's it's not Walker. <laughs> it is the Water Street. Uh, it's basically like uh, I live in what's the the place where they, they all they have are canals. Venice. <laughs> yes, Venice. <laughs> <laughs> my head's not in it today. But yes, I, I should have just rowed my boat <laughs> down Walker Street yeah, today. You and PJ, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Brutal. Me and PJ Fleck just rowing boats. Yep. Oh, Mo, how was your weekend? Drier than your afternoon. Well, <laughs> except for Saturday morning when I got one of my two games in. One of them? Yeah. The early one or the later one? I know, the early one. Of course it was. Yeah. They couldn't get that one rained out. (laughs) Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, after being up. Until like 4? 30. 30. (laughs) Jeez. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you know. Tough, tough go of it. Comes with. Comes with. Yeah. Yeah. It, It certainly does. Oh, man. What a weekend of high school sports. College football, pro football. Probably, I'll tell you, we have had some entertaining football games in the last couple of weeks, especially at the pro level. Last night was one of the most entertaining football games I've ever seen. And uh, we'll, we'll talk We'll talk about it in this show. We'll talk about uh, college football. We'll get all of our reactions to SEC, uh, big-time college programs across the country struggling We'll get to that. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Titans because, well, can't not talk about them. Mm. <laughs> and high school football, of course, is the crux of this show. So all of that coming your way, and we'll get to our top stories here in just a moment. But, Mo, before we do any of that, we need to give you the results from the weekend, and of course today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Monday rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. 
in high school football action over the weekend. Zion Christian with their first victory as an eight-man football program defeating Lighthouse Christian of Antioch 42-20. It was Forest 33, Summertown 7. Pearl Cone defeated Lawrence County at Hunters Lane 48-0. It was Cascade 21, Richland 14, and Columbia Central defeated Nolansville 30-7. Page was a 32-15 winner over Franklin County. Spring Hill fell in double overtime to Lincoln County 21-20. Independence down Franklin 38-7 and Summit Blank Centennial continuing their every game has a zero streak uh, this season, 36-0 and DCA was a 52-14 winner over Columbia Academy. In volleyball action over the weekend, Hampshire defeated Zion Christian 3-0 on Saturday. Loretto won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7 <laughs> matches at the Brooks Invitational. Defeated Muscle Shoals 2-0 Hatton 2-0, Mars Hill 2-0, Russellville 2-0, Huntsville 2-1, Danville 2-1, and in the championship match, blanked Addison 2-0. Let me tell you, Hatton and Addison are really good programs, perennial state finalists, so those are two big wins, especially to hold them to zero, note to not lose a game against them. So impressive, Loretto. In volleyball action today, at 5.30, Mount Pleasant's over at Santa Fe. Columbia Central is at East Hickman at 6 o'clock. Also at 6, Spring Hills at Zion Christian and Summertown's at Lawrence County. At 6.30, Cullioka hosts Hampshire and Independence is at Stewart's Creek at some point today. In postseason golf action today, Richland played in the District 9A tournament at Buford Ellington Golf Course at Henry Horton State Park. Hampshire, Loretto, Santa Fe, and Summertown participated in the Dick district 10a tournament at lawrenceburg golf and country club that means they have a pool they do have a pool and lawrence county played in the district 9 double a tournament at tullahoma and that's it for your rundown on southern middle tennessee sports today couple of statewide reactions mode to high school Football, I'm a little surprised. Anderson County with uh, defeating South Doyle, giving them their first loss of the year. That that was a little surprising to me. Uh, I mean, Anderson County came in one and three, but a very good Anderson County team, as we've talked about on our pregame show. This is a team that we expected to be pretty good. South Doyle, what I don't think we expected them to be four and zero going into this game, and so now you're just seeing how tough that region really is. Hey, yeah, I am. Um, I think Anderson County's. One and three record going into that was kind of the um, the byproduct of a strong early schedule for them. So um, that went over South Doyle. I don't think it's a reflection on South Doyle as much as it is that Anderson County was a little bit better than their record showed, probably. So yeah, no question. And if you want to hear more about uh, those East Tennessee, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee games, and you are not listening to the pregame show on on Friday nights at six o'clock, certainly do that. Uh, we we get into it statewide, and it's a lot of fun talking about teams that we don't get to talk about a lot on this show. So. Also, we have talked about South Pittsburgh on this show. They didn't have any issue with Whitwell uh, winning 49-3. to <laughs> So, Well, they didn't have as much issue with Whitwell as the Argos had on Friday night, I don't think. What was that final? It wasn't good. You, uh, JP said that he watched a little bit of it, and 
and they were not playing very good defense. They were losing 26 to 6, something like that, and, and we're just missing tackles left and right. So I thought it was yep. a little ironic that we had just talked about it earlier in the day. And uh, you see that. Uh, but, you know, you got to work your way back into it, I guess. Final score. Saskatchewan Rough Riders 30, Toronto Argonauts mm. 16 on Friday night. I bet the Rough Riders and everybody else that the Argos play the rest of the way will find some fans down in Marion County. Oh, there's no question there. That will be the, the biggest uh, CFL contingent of fans in the United States will be in Marion County, Tennessee. Rooting for rooting for whoever, <laughs> whoever is playing Toronto. Whoever is playing Toronto, yes. Oh, man, that's wow. great. Also, this was the surprise of the week for me. Battleground Academy, and for three quarters, absolutely dominated Class 2 or Division II Class 2A number one Davidson Academy and ended up getting the win, a double-digit win for the Wildcats. I, that shocked me. I don't know about you guys. Well, one, they're not number one. They were, were they not? No. Oh. No, Lipscomb's one, CPA's two. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Davidson Academy, that's right there. Yeah, but Davidson Academy was the three-time defending 1A champion. 1A champion moving up to 2A this year and had – pretty much had their way with everybody they had played to this point. But BGA has been tested. Um, they lost in week two to Ravenwood, but they, they've really stepped up their schedule. And um, Jonas Rodriguez, I believe, is in his third year over there coming back from ECS after having previously been on the staff at Ensworth, took the place at BGA of current Ensworth coach Rock Batten and has the Wildcats playing pretty well right now, obviously. Yeah, that, that one was the shock of the weekend for me, especially in the mid-state. I don't know about that one. Uh, you know, you look at it on paper, yes, and that makes sense. Uh, but I think those that have seen BGA this week, uh, Mo just uh, kind of referenced it, they have been playing very well. And for the first time, as you talked as well, Davidson Academy, kind of their first test up in this new division. So you didn't know what to expect. Uh, you have an idea. And so they've got a little work to do to get to that upper echelon that they experienced for so many years down in the lower division. I will say this, though. Between Davidson, BGA, CPA, and Lipscomb, you feel like the Division II AA state champion is going to come out of Middle Tennessee. It, it runs through that. I would, four, I no would take one of those uh, versus the field in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> no question. The, un the understatement I'll, I'll of the day. I'll take all of those versus uh -huh. the field. And yeah. we're going to see one of those four on Thursday night. I don't know if you're going or not, JP. I, I really want to go. Um, I'm hoping we can we can work some things out to, to make it happen, but we'll have to see. Well, it's, we'll it, see. it is a must-see high school football game. And, and you know, it's kind of unfortunate you doing what you do and not getting to see any ball. That's true. I don't get to get out. So, you know, I'd, like to, I'd love to take an opportunity on Thursday to go see. Of course, what we're talking about, uh, Oakland and Lipscomb Academy on Thursday night uh, playing at Oakland. Uh, I think they're still at Oakland. They haven't moved it yet. I don't think they're going to move yeah. it. There's um, plenty of room there. Yeah. But um, we feel pretty good about having Kevin Creasy recent – recently announced 2021 Tennessee Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame inductee Kevin Creasy on with us on Thursday prior to that game. Nice. So um, looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, real quick, 
this morning a press conference was held and is there a story up on the website yet, Mo? Um, is there a story up? On, there is a story up on the website. <laughs> the Rumble in the Jungle, Mount Pleasant hosting Columbia Central. Lions and Tigers, no bears. No bears yet. Oh my, no. It's no coming though. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously Friday night, seven o'clock, a five thirty tailgate. An official tailgate will commence at five thirty. Uh, on the campus of Mount Pleasant, and they will be taking part in a series that includes Spring Hill, all three county high school football teams that play in the public school sector playing each other. are playing each other. And the winner of the series, much like the Commander-in-Chief trophy that Air Force, Army, and Navy play for each year, at least for the next two years, will earn the right to host or hoist the Sparkman Daily Wade Trophy presented by Jones and Lang Sporting Goods and Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Yeah. Um, hey. 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 It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm, and I'm excited about uh, being able to, to have that given to the, the winner of that at the end of the year. I think it's, I think it's nice. I think it's, um, you know, obviously it's rare when all three of those schools are playing each other on the gridiron. And so I think it's worth recognizing the the winner of that series. Absolutely. We're hearing rumors that Page and Giles County could be canceled this week or postponed or probably canceled because they're not it's not a region game. So could happen. We'll get confirmation later, hopefully. Um all of that. Coming up, we'll talk to Joe Williams later in this hour. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today returns with high school reactions right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. 
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. 615-250-2723, 615-250-2723. 615-250-2723, 615-250-2723, and get smart about your coverage. If you are an educator or a teacher, Jason's going to give you a discount. So make sure to give Jason Egley a call. Lawrenceburg native, Jason Egley. Got to love him. That's 615-250-2723. Again, get smart about your coverage and call Jason Egley, your local farmer's agent. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us on this Monday edition of the show. Once again, want to... Let folks know that if you want to get Main Street Murray, the print publication that includes game stories and recaps and previews of high school football, you can get a free subscription if you are in Murray County. All you have to do is go to MainStreetMurray.com, click the menu in the top left, scroll down to subscribe. Hit subscribe and place your address in there and we will mail you a copy. It's very simple. Whether or not you get that copy is up to the (coughs) post office. (laughs) So don't come at me, bro. No, seriously, we'll do everything we can to get you the copy. I I promise. Um, Interesting information here as we have not confirmed that page Giles County cancellation but hope to do that at some point as of now it's still playing as far as we know uh, so we have we have the information we just are trying to verify so as soon as we can one way or the other we'll let you know until then we will react to Friday night football And Saturday afternoon football. (laughs) Saturday afternoon high school football that included a pretty impressive win for Mount Pleasant over Loretto. Every time the Tigers needed a big play, uh, Loretto would threaten a couple of times late to get back in it. And... The Tigers found a way to force a couple of fumbles uh, to keep the Mustangs out of the end zone, and they get a 17-7 win in that Region 5-2A, which, again, is kind of 
up in the air. Although Forrest certainly laid their stake on Friday night. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Yeah, I, I think um, Mount Pleasant going on the road and picking up that win. Going on the road twice. Yeah, actually. went down there Friday night. <laughs> didn't didn't get to play. I, I guess it's a little different when you go from Mount Pleasant to Loretto than Lincoln County to or Fayetteville to Spring Hill. I mean, it's it's a little shorter anyway. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I just know it's not a trip that I'd have wanted to make twice in two days for one game if it could have been avoided. But um, at least they came back with the win and did all their damage in the second quarter. Um, Jackson Collier got them on the board with a field goal and then a couple of Nick Brown to Demarcus Brown touchdown passes had them up 17 nothing at the half. And that's um, pretty much the way the cookie crumbled. Yeah, second half for Mount Pleasant was actually for both teams. It, it didn't matter. No matter how many times they threatened, even in the red zone, it just every drive stalled somehow, some way. Whether it be whether it had been fumble or a penalty that backed up Mount Pleasant, that it took a touchdown off the board, backed them up, uh, forced them into four downs, and then just that it, it felt like there were so many times that both teams could have gotten on the scoreboard, but defenses came up big. So, Talk to um, Kit Hartsfield for a little bit, obviously this morning um, at the Rumble in the Jungle press conference, but talked a little bit about this ball game, and he said that after halftime it really got humid, really got steamy. You know, it had rained overnight and rained earlier Saturday morning. Yep. and once the rain cleared off and the sun came out, it really got humid and really got hard to play. <laughs> and I can certainly, I mean, you've been in that situation. You know what it feels like out there. It's not easy to do. Yeah. And perhaps that had something to do with the, you know, the dampness of the ball. Just you're sweating so much, your arms, you can't keep them dry, that sort of thing. That just, you know, that, he, he just said he was glad that they had the lead by halftime. And that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Uh, so, both obviously, both teams played on the same field. They had to deal with the same issues. Yeah. But, so. I mean, conditioning clearly becomes an issue in that kind of humidity and heat. The only thing that I, that I kind of took away from watching what little bit I did. Didn't look like Tavares Strayhorn was 100%. He was still limping on and off the field when he wasn't running. And Keevan Cooper also appeared to have a little bit of trouble uh, keeping his injury in check as well. I, I, I don't think those guys are 100%. They were good enough, though. And I don't know that they will be 100%, but... Apparently, Xavier Davidson has torn an ACL, is out mm. for the year. And so you may have some guys that are trying to suck it up and, and say, hey, 80% of me is better than, than none. And um, Especially T. Yeah. And, as and a senior. It, it looks as if um, Strayhorn is going to see a little bit more time at running back. Having both of those guys in the backfield can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, Notre Dame box and all, but could certainly be dangerous to have both of those guys back there. Yeah. So um, that seems to be the approach going the rest of the way here again with, with Davidson out. Um, the junior running back, he 
injured that knee in the first half against Cascade, and and it doesn't seem as if he's going to be back, which is unfortunate for him and for Mount Pleasant. But again, um, if Cooper is back and and he's getting healthier, and um, Perez Carter is is in the mix to some degree, I think he's still got a little bit of an injury as well. But um, they're going to try to piece it together, and. Again, came back from that 16-14 win loss. loss at home to Cascade to win 17-7 at Loretto. So they're one and one in the region with a road win. Not as long of a delay, but I bet it felt like it on Friday night when you had to endure an hour and a half, an hour and a half of lightning delays. And if you listen to the Lincoln County radio crew, what no reason for any delays. Well, they absolutely went in on on Spring Hill administration on the radio broadcast. Well, and I'm glad you said that because I was um, a good friend of mine, Chuck Morris, was on the um, officiating crew. We go back to MTSU, but um, I was hanging out with him and some of the guys, and I was made aware that prior to the coin flip. That weather delay decision lies with the home team administration. It's not the official's call until after the coin is flipped. And so it sounds as if the Lincoln County radio crew went in on the right folks. Well, there you go. Um, lightning, to, to in order to constitute a delay, lightning must be detected within 12 miles now, and what, I've to, what I'm also told is it has to be a strike, not a flash, which that's correct. for you meteorologists out there, that's got to be cloud to ground, not cloud to cloud, was the way it was explained to me. If it's just a flash of lightning, that's not endangering anything. But if it's to ground, then that's where your issues come in. Yeah, well, the issues were not just weather-related Spring Hill had every opportunity in overtime number one. They get a big stop on Lincoln County and can't punch it in in, in the first overtime, and then they end up punching it in on, what, two, two plays? One. On first down? First down they scored. They score on first down and then can't get the two-point conversion, which uh, left the door open, and the backup <laughs> kicker, for the Falcons. Well, he wasn't the backup kicker by Friday. He was the backup well, kicker at the beginning of the week. Right. <laughs> the 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 first stringer was not on the trip with was not on the team. Oh, wow. Really? So, again, I'm I'm basing this off of what I'm hearing from the from the radio crew. Well, if you'd read my article, you'd have known. And we didn't have a kicker after Wednesday. Disciplinary issues. Gotcha. So I didn't know he wasn't on the team. No, no, he wasn't on the team. Um, <laughs> said I came in expecting to go for two points every time. I told him the only way we'd I'd try an extra point or a field goal was if we were tied and going for the win. So he kind of called his shot. He did in, in fact. Week and uh, it worked. Tough loss for Spring Hill. Brutal uh, loss for Spring Hill. I mean, they had every chance to win it. They forced five turnovers. Scored off one of them. Yeah. Took it back. Yeah. House call. Um, yeah. Tough Tr loss. Trower Davis with the 54 yard interception returned to get them on the board, actually. So, um, 
Yeah, they had their opportunities and just couldn't cash, and so they lose that game by one in double overtime after losing by a touchdown to Lewis County the week before. And, you know, you with those kind of outcomes, you just kind of kind of got to wonder when's it going to break for Spring Hill? Is it going to break for Spring Hill? Because they've got that was certainly a good opportunity. Who do they have this week? They got a they got they got a shot. Um, they've they've got their chances, and we'll see. Um, but it's going to take a lot of a lot of uh, resiliency. Oh, no question. Yeah, because I mean, again, that's that's the type of game that can leave a mark right there. Certainly. Uh, real quick. Got a couple of minutes left. Central, Columbia Central with the win over Nolansville kind of puts them in the driver's seat. And, I mean, they, they certainly control their own destiny. Oh, without question. Yeah. I mean, um, they've got Lincoln County, Page, Lincoln County, and Spring Hill left, right? There's n- no reason. I mean, that. They shouldn't host a playoff game after – At the over, very least. At the very least after that went over Nolansville. And they get Paige in two weeks. And where is that game? It's at Columbia Central. There you go. I think. Now that I'm now – that, now that you said you, you've got me thinking it may be at Paige. They played at Paige last year, so that's why I'm thinking it, it's at Central, but it – it's at page. It's at page. Okay, so they're gonna they're going back to back there at, with the the two year mm-hmm. new contracts. Right. You never know, uh, but yes. Yeah, so they'll go they'll go two page, and that that's a tough place to play. But it's it, it's turf, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but again, Columbia Central controls their destiny, and after what they were able to do defensively on Friday night, and obviously, you never know what mindset Page was in when they went to Franklin County, but Franklin County certainly gave Paige all they wanted and more on Friday night. I think there might be something to Franklin County playing at home because you go back certainly. to that uh, Columbia Central game last, last year. year. Yeah. They like they like it when they're at home. Apparently. And they, don't, they don't like getting on the bus. <laughs> I don't blame them, to be well, honest with you. There you go. That's, that's the thing is, you know, this 6-5A region – is Paige when you travel you got to travel you got yeah it's not easy to do now central to page is not to it's that's not a tough i mean that's what 20 25 miles tops and it's mostly highway the whole Mm -hmm. way so you're good but yeah uh, this is big night for for jordan davis 148 yards for him okay Uh, so so q's had his night Jordan's had his night. We're must must be Caden. Caden or Friday Christian night. or, and I think, you know, honestly, they look good throwing the ball too, uh, when they had to. Now the the numbers don't look great, but that's partly because he threw like four passes at the end of the half trying to score before halftime when he had like a minute to go. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not taking a whole lot away from Luke Uzzleton there. He did score twice on a couple of quarterback sneaks. So. Anyway, uh, we got about a minute left, Mo. Let's hand out some game balls. What do you say? Go ahead. Speaking of Jordan Davis, we'll give one away to the wing back, running back athlete. 
from Columbia Central. Again, 148 yards uh, for the sophomore. Also, over at Independence, it was Trey Hartwell and Jack Rummel having a heck of a night. Hartwell, 20 carries, 168 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, Jack Rummel, six catches, 187 yards, and three scores. Um, Dominic Hollis from Summit, all he did was carry the ball seven times for 127 yards and a score in their 36-0 win over Centennial. And we've already talked about Keevan Cooper and Demarcus Brown from Mount Pleasant, both those guys with game balls as well. Congratulations to those folks. When we come back, we're going to talk to Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald. We'll talk about that Summit game and uh, several others. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Returns, right after this. Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Talking high 
high school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming to you from the Lee Company Studio and WKOM 101.7 FM, the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, and WZYXRadio.net, of course. And you can watch us live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us as we continue to react to high school football on Friday night. We'll get to the college and pro varieties of football on the other side of the top of the hour. So stick around for that as well. Right now, though, we want to bring you Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald, brought to you by our friends at the Williamson Herald, who have you covered from Brentwood to Spring Hill, Nolensville to Fairview, High school sports coverage around the clock. I was my pack oh. <laughs> Joe Williams brings the... He, he brings a little bit of everything from, like like I said, top to bottom, east to west, north to south, doesn't matter. A, a He's been everywhere. Everything from everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> huh? There we go. That's true. Joe, where were you on Friday? <laughs> you really don't expect me to live up to that, do you? He's been everywhere, man. You, you uh, always do. Well, okay. Yeah, Friday I was at uh, Spring Hill at Independence for the Franklin game. and uh, so, so let me <laughs> – this is funny because you say, you say that. So you no, were I'm at, sorry. I was at Thompson, Thompson Station. There we yes. go. So you were me. Indy I, Franklin, I, not Indy Centennial, and not Summit Centennial. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> it's Come all right. On. It's all right. We just got to give you our time. That that's not on, that. Buddy. That wasn't we. <laughs> I noticed that. That was he. That's why he doesn't respond to my text messages because I always give him crap on the show. <laughs> Well, no, actually, I was driving, so I was. Well, then well, there you go. Answer my question: Is Rush Probst going to be the next coach at South Pittsburgh? Is that? Uh, <laughs> de- depends on how much money they they've saved in paint. Uh, oh, hello! You're going way back now. Uh, oh, you you're getting good and caddy. Look at you, man. Um, Joe, uh, William, Joe Williams from the Williamson Herald <laughs> with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We have gotten off the rails quick, my <laughs> yeah. bad. Joe, um, I don't remember if it was Chris or if it was Charles that pointed out that there's been a zero involved in every some in every centennial ball game this year, and Friday was no exception. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, after the first win over Overton, that's one of the things that Coach Kreisky was most excited about. He's, you know, we we really haven't had a, a shutout here since, um, you know, since maybe the first or second season that I was here. And so, you know, it's good to get a shutout. Well, they got three wins, and all of them are by shutout. Unfortunately, their two losses are also by shutouts. Feast or family. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. 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 Um. That said, that's not the the two teams that have shut them out have been pretty good. Well, I was going to say you've got to look at who shut them out. Yeah, you their, know their I last mean, shutout prior to this year was uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, and that was uh, that was Henry County, by the way. Was that in the playoffs? <laughs> this is a playoff, was game. playoff game. I was at that yeah. game. <laughs> that was their last shutout. Yeah, I, I think um, 
Is there a certain Buffalo Bills linebacker that was on that team, Joe? Oh, there is definitely a certain Buffalo Bill linebacker that was on that team. There yes, sir. Okay. All right. That's one of the reasons it was a shutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of the reasons they've not had one since. Because he's playing for Buffalo and has played well, elsewhere since. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He became an Aggie first, you know. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you see out of Summit? I mean, I've seen him once. I saw him once. Chris is going to see him this weekend. But what did you think of him, particularly relative two, to last year? I, I saw three things that truly impressed me greatly. One was the play of the offensive line. And I'd like to tell you that so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, but I can't because it was just the entire line and the way they played together. They they really controlled that, that front. Uh, secondly, uh, Joe Cummings and uh, Jack Rommel had a really special night. You know, Rommel catched all three of the touchdown passes, and, and I mean, they – the, the stats were a little gaudy, to be honest. I mean, I think Rumel threw for like 277, uh, or uh, excuse me, Cummings threw for 277. Rumel, let me go back and look because I want to make sure I get this part right. Six uh, for 187. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he had touchdown throws 29-43 and I think 67. I mean, it was just, it was just ugly. He hit a cut. They hit a couple bringing him out of the slot on what looked like just a little slant over the middle. And, you know, the pass covered maybe 8 to 12 yards, and he did the rest on his own. I mean, it was – he, yeah, it was – he really slashed that secondary. And the other thing that really impressed me, Trey Hartwell. Let me tell you, the kid got some hard yards, and then he picked up some big yards. I mean, he, he really proved to me that he is a true all-purpose back. You can send him in the middle – to get those last two that you need, or you can send him around the corner and he can pick up 15 or 20. Yeah. You, uh, I, I got a little confused. Uh, you were at Indy Franklin, not, not summit Centennial, but what, what's your read on Franklin at this point? I mean, Bryce Sparks was out early. He's back. He had a pretty big game for Franklin, but they didn't have much of anything to go with him. No, they, part of it, uh, Cooper Brown had a tough night and, and, and came in limping. It came off limping at one point in the first half. And I, I think that from a quarterback spot, he was uh, a little hampered there. Of course, only threw eight passes. And, and on every one of them, he was under some really heavy pressure. Um, Sparks, you know, 23 times for 107 yards. I thought Ashton Orton came in and got him some good yards. Uh, I think he's a, a, a good, uh, a good, I don't want to say decoy. That's not the right word. Compliment. If they learn how to use those two together. But the biggest thing was they, they just couldn't, they couldn't get a hold. Uh, mm. Now they had, they, and when they did, they had a couple of really nice drives, but then they fizzled out. The penalty here, something there. It, it just, it, it, Franklin right now looks like a snake bit team. Mm. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, Obviously, Bryce Sparks is the guy for them, and he and he did his part. So it's it's kind of got to be frustrating for Franklin. It's not that the guys that they that that they expect to have big games aren't doing their part. It's just that it feels like there's just not as much of a supporting cast as maybe there has been in the last few years. 
Well, I think they're still looking. No, there, there, there weren't the names, and they knew coming in that there weren't the quote unquote names uh, that were going to come in, and, and they're still waiting on on somebody to step up. And it just, you know, I think Ashton Norton made made a made a case for himself that that uh, you know he's ready to step up if you give him the opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just not sure they're there yet. And look, they got a brand new coach, new system. Uh, you know, Alex 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 Melton, the head coach, afterwards kept talking about, you know, we we've got to find our strengths and improve our strengths. But I think he's excited because the these kids did not give up. They kept working. They they played right to the last horn. Um, and, and I think give them time, they're going to be okay. I mean they. They probably ought to be two and three right now, but they're not. Uh, I think Friday night against McGavick is a big test for them. But like I said, I think they're just a snake bit team. It's one of those things in those situations where good things were happening, something went wrong. I think the thing I like about Alex Melton in this situation is he's really an even keeled dude. He's not going to get rattled or panic over this type thing. I mean, if you think about a, trust the process type guy i think that's going to be alex melton's mantra throughout this that's what we talked about with summit and so coming from that program where they're all that way uh, and he may have been the he may be the reason they're that way (laughs) so you're exactly right mo i think you're you hit the nail on the head there he's so even killed yeah yeah i think yeah i think you're exactly right not snake bit is the defend or i'm sorry reigning Class 5A champion now in Class 6A, just running roughshod over everybody that crosses their path is the Summit Spartans. They, uh, you know, they, they yeah, they, they put some points on the board. They've racked up some yards. Um, but they've still got, you know, a couple, three. I think Friday night's a big game against Beach. You know, that, that rivalry started in a playoff series, and it's just kind of continued. And I think that's going to be a great contest for them. But then they got Ravenwood the next week, and then, you know, their most hated nation <laughs> coming up next, an Indy nation. So, you know, this is a three-week stretch that will tell us something. I think it will tell us a lot. Um and, and the, the scary part is you, you got to remember, no, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something, but I'm not. Cause if anything happens, I'll get blank. But <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you just, if I'll put it this way, if they stay healthy, they may well be the first team ever to win a five, a, and then a six, a title. Hmm. I think they're potentially that good. I, I, can't disagree with you and to be honest with you joe i think i don't know if i want to say this but i think whoever comes out of this region gets to chattanooga Uh, i don't know that i don't know that there's anything out of the memphis area that can really slow them down i think you could see the region I think you could see Region 7-6A represented in the finals against either Oakland or Maribel. Well, let's talk about that for a second. You talk about out of the Memphis uh, Memphis area or region, but just anything out of the West State. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you've got, well, let's see, six will take on seven. Mm-hmm. Right? No, 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 no five, five, five will take on five. six. 
Five will take on six. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, what what have we got in five? And I'm, I'm going there real quick just to be sure I, I, I get myself straight here. Uh, you know, the challenge there, you've got Henderson, Hendersonville and Beach. Mm-hmm. We'll know something after they play Beach. That's right. Um, Cane Ridge, it, you know, is still probably uh, the team in, in six, and those two will find it out. Uh, seven goes west. You know, yeah, Collierville is undefeated. Germantown's pretty good. You've always got Whitehaven. I still think Whitehaven may be the best team in that region. Um, even even sitting three and two. I don't disagree with you. I, I think I, I think six A is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Much more fun than it than it has been or was last year, obviously because we didn't have region Memphis, eight to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a lot more fun. Uh, Real quick, Joe, before we let you go, I want to talk r- briefly. Kennedy Pendergrass had a really great game over for Fairview last week or on Friday night, 14 to 22, 297, five touchdowns uh, over Cheatham County. So, who's surprised <laughs> that that a uh, a, a that, well, that a quarterback would be good yeah, over there? Yeah, he he plays for the quarterback whisperer over there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, look. Mo Patton, Chris Yao, Joe Williams, <laughs> right now, right now, could go spend two years under Chris Hughes and be a college <laughs> candidate in two years. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never. He, okay. Know. He, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, the 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 guy just. I mean, he he you know he, he has produces a these he produces these things like the factory produces Tootsie Rolls. I mean. <laughs> You know, they just keep rolling off. It's pretty impressive. Joe, you've been everywhere. We'll talk to you in two weeks and you've been a couple more places. What do you say? Gentlemen, if you need me, I'm here. Y'all have a great afternoon. Yes, Thank you, sir. Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald coming to you just like every other week. I used to sing this in karaoke, and let me tell you, it is not easy. Oh, I'm sure. So... Come back with us. We got the Titans on the other side of the break in college football in an hour or two. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 